Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have conversations about faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller. And this is Mark Hyde. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about should we fight to get God back into schools? And does it even really matter? Mark, you ready? Let's make it happen. Let's go. Welcome back to week what? two of the new music, oh, Fuller. Man, it's a jam, dude, dude. This is a good... Bo- what is this? Do, do you remember what this thing is called? What was the it song the, is called? It Was it Morning Coffee? Is this one Morning Coffee? I can't remember if this was Morning Coffee uh, or the other one. American Folk is yeah, the other one. Right. I think this is a this is some, oh, Sunrise Coffee. Sunrise Coffee. So if you're listening to this, drinking your coffee at a sunrise, I feel like you are just oh, wait, hitting the got, vibe right now. I've got it backwards. Because we're drinking our coffee out of our... Uh, Fathom, 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 Fathom Coffee. Fathom, Fathom. That was Fathom sent coffee. to us. Fathomcoffee.com. Now, I should have to say, we're not drinking Fathom Coffee tonight, though. We are not. We are drinking La Colomba. Lion, L-Y-O-N. And um, Now, I should say this. So, so Rodney Buse sent us these cups with other coffee. We're correct. not drinking that, but we're correct. drinking this. Not the same stuff as last episode. It's, it's a different one, and this one... But same um, company, right? Same company, okay. yep. The La Columba, uh, lacolumba.com. And uh, it's... Uh, I can't tell. You know, I've had this as an espresso shot, and uh, it was pretty good in as, as an espresso shot, but with whatever cream we put in there, the little bit of it's cream... It's not that good, guys. It's uh, not the coffee, though. It's not the coffee that's the issue. So, yeah, the next episode, I think we're going to drink it black. So so come back next episode, and we'll <laughs> tell <week>. you what. <laughs> and we'll tell you if we actually like it or not. By the way, bro, did you see the uh, the new Chosen shirt that I got? I did. Yeah. I was reading it. I was checking you out earlier, bro. Oh, you can't bro. see it. The thing- you, you were trying to have a conversation about a future episode. Says, I'm like, I got to focus on what you're saying, not what your shirt says. It says, I was one way, but then I met him, and now I'm another. I and feel like shape of a cross. It's I all feel words. like that's a good setup for a future episode that we're recording tonight. I, I think so because we already told the Instagram and the Facebook family when I might drive over here. But tonight we're recording this episode. We're also talking about the transgender community and how Christians should respond to that, and the, just the whole transgender right. movement that's happening. And then what's the third one we're doing tonight? Uh, are the gifts of the Spirit for today? Oh, like the gifts of the tongues and like, prophecy and healings and well, all those different yeah, things, right? You just have to come back and find out. I guess, but hey, we got a lot of stuff to do for us But anyways, tonight. But either way. If you want to get a shirt like this, go to the uh, www.thechosengifts.com. Do you know the jingle yet? No, I don't. www.thechosengifts.com. That's what Dallas They have like. a jingle. That's a jingle. He, they have a jingle. And he sings it every time. You it's know, let's, let's, let's go on a sidetrack. You right, know, you know th- I guess this could count as the question of the day, even though we, we have oh. other ones. But... What was the jingle you remember the most from childhood? Ooh. You know, like how everyone always has that jingle. Okay, I got one. Okay, what which one do you got? Frosted Flakes, they're more than good. They're great. See, I don't remember that one. Really? I mean, I remember Frosted Flake commercials. Yeah, that was like my jam. I was, But I like Frosted Flakes, so. But the biggest one was, uh, it's not, it wasn't a jingle, it was a song, but remember the old show on PBS called Zoom? Yep. Come on, zoom. 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 Yep. come on in Zoom, come on in Zoom, 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 that one? Yeah, yeah, Okay. because uh, there was a, what was it, because uh, it's sent to Zoom, and then it was a 02134, that was a zip code, but right. it was a, a box 70, a 70, Boston, Mass, 021, I remember, <laughs> I remember that one, and then there's always just the classic, you know, save big money at Menards, like right. that, dude, TikTok is exploding right now with Menards stuff, apparently is Menards is like, it started in what, like I think Wisconsin, and so it's all over Wisconsin, Michigan, Northern Indiana. But once you go south, there ain't there, there's none. So if we have people all well, over the place from the south, or fairness, they don't know what Once Menards you go is. southwest, like that's a lot of Home the, Depot. The right? best, the best store is Walmart. <laughs> that's true. Out of Arkansas, actually, the hometown of Brandon Sochay. <laughs> that's like he's oh. from the hometown. Like he is legit from Walmart's hometown. And, and whenever I think of Walmart, I think of you know the pajama pants and the you know, half-dressed people, the people of Walmart, check it out. People of Walmart.com. Man, we're just plugging all sorts of people in today. We're plugging all 
sorts of people. What you got going? I on got there? the review pulled up for today too, my friend. We Whoa, have let's dive right into we it. Have Why three not? Three reviews to read for the next three episodes. So, guys, what? seriously, thank you Thanks. for those. And they just real real fast. The more reviews we get from our listeners, the more ears we get into, and yep. we continue to grow the RTC family. So thank you for those who've left a review. Yep, the reviews and on who, Apple and Apple Podcasts. That's the, the big one. Right. And those who haven't, um, now's your chance to shine. There it is. Now's your, now is your chance to shine. I like shine. that. Shine. Make, Make a wonder, wonder what you got. <laughs> hey. Well, this one Beth comes is from. going to kill us. Yeah, she is. But Genial <laughs> loves us. So BMX for Christ. Um, his name is Rodney. I wonder if it's Rodney Pews who sent us the fun stuff. Uh, he said, this is a great podcast for my long drive to work. My only complaint. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, homeboy's got a complaint. Uh-oh. My only complaint, it's not a daily podcast. Oh, jeez. We'd have to have like this. That would have to be job. our jobs, which how dope so, would that be? In order for that to happen. <laughs> we need at least a hundred grand. We, we would need, oh, more than that, dude. Well, just to pay our salaries. No, more than that. <laughs> well, you, you can get what you normally pay. I'll get my lower pastor salary and then. Okay. So <laughs> what we need is we need a Joel Olstein. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, uh, we're not recording an episode about terrible teaching in the church. Ooh. Oh, I might have lost somebody. I'm the, sorry. The heretics of the church. Ooh, that'd be a good podcast. Ooh, that'd episode. be interesting. Yeah. What do we do with them? But it would, it would, it would take, it would take a sugar mama or a sugar daddy to help us get full time. Well, not in the sense of those terms really refer to but just money we'll just you know just money or coffee or coffee that's we'll drink it we'll drink it we'll, we'll drink it we'll plug you in he said lol jk that's another jingle plug it in plug it in glade plugins glade, glade plugin <laughs> yep there it is uh but man that would be a lot of work yeah <laughs> he he rebuttaled himself right here in the review so you got no complaints for me well, Rodney, we're glad you you could we, you. Uh, we're glad we could join you on your lawn drive to work and again Hit us up. Reach out to us. Actually, we've been in a couple different conversations today with some of our listeners. Yeah, on Facebook. We've been over on Facebook. We've right. had some Instagram people reach had, out to us, too. We had who? Brandon Edwards. Yep. Uh, Brandon I actually Edwards. sent him a message. I started and that then, one. I was like, hey, dude, uh, how you doing? Billy, Billy Fenton reached out. We had a little yep. bit of comment. We're still actually kind of ongoing. But, uh, yeah, those two guys Sorry to call your boys and, out if you don't want to be called out, but... Sorry, so, sorry. This, <laughs> it's real talk. It's we, real talk. We don't we don't like rehearse any of this. We just roll. With we just it, roll so. with it. So, and that's the one thing, you know. Okay, so I actually had a a podcast producer, quote unquote, reach out to me, and he was like, "Hey, I would love to look at your guys' stuff, cut stuff out that you don't want, and clean things up." And I'm like, "We hit record and go." <laughs> there are some people I'm sure that would prefer a nice, cleaned up, polished like the. Uh, I don't know if you've ever listened to like uh, Freakonomics Radio yep. or these other yep. ones where they are journalist style podcast today is just news. beautiful like truce podcast is a great christian podcast that's right. that style um that ain't us bro no. like we got content we click record we got our jingles all built in we and literally then, have we, go. we have a page of notes and sometimes we stick to the notes sometimes we don't and we, that's why our banters are so long <laughs> yep that's that's that is true but, but anyways what but, do you you know we're talking about this should we fight to get god back into schools what, what do you say we jump into that? Let's do it. Let's I do mean, it because this, this is pro- this is pretty quick. Eight and a half minutes. Eight and a half minutes. You're welcome. Thank but you. <laughs> you know, I don't know why I was looking, I look at the TV and not that, the camera. For that YouTube, was for so. you, uh, Nathaniel. This there you is go. for you, buddy. There you, you go. Said, Cut the banter. This is Here, your one episode. Here's the banter. So you know, this was actually a question that was sent into us. Uh, maybe maybe a month ago, month and a half yeah, ago or so. Actually, I think all three of these episodes were requested by listeners that we're recording tonight. Actually, all yeah, three of them. And, and, and Beth was so thankful because you 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 were the one who's like, hey, let's do the gifts. And she's like, about time, Mark. I've been asking you to do that for forever. And for like, a year. <laughs> that's true. Which, side note, date of recording right now is the year anniversary of when we dropped the episode with Beth Schneider on RTC. Just right. kind of funny. FYI. It's just crazy. It's Anywho. just it's crazy. <laughs> but, so this was sent into a listener. He said, hey, we want to know what your thoughts are on the Bible, the, the Ten Commandments, and prayer getting kicked out of the public schools. And the reason was, is a lot of people will look at this stuff as, hey, we could got out of schools, and now that's why our society is the way it is. You know, society's going downhill. The public school is being awful. We have all these shootings that are happening because we kicked God out of our school, so God was like, peace, do what you want to do, and now we're in this stuck place where we're literally screwed. Right. And the question is, is, is that A, correct, and B, what do we do with it? And, you know, recently, this was at least brought more, I think, to the public sphere, because I don't know if you remember this or not, but last year, 2020, uh, I think January, January 2020, Trump actually had this massive press conference where he was surrounded by Christians and Jews and Muslims and basically was 
fighting to get prayer back allowed in public schools. Because mm-hmm. that was when, you know, you had the, the, the college in Alabama baptizing people. You had um, these big prayer rallies. You had all these things happening in public schools. And then you also had teachers getting fired for right. doing public prayers, like on the football field with whatever player wanted to be there. Right. Um, we had other people being fired for having, like, like reading scripture to some of their students that supposedly wanted to do that. So we, we have this big power struggle where it's like, okay, should, should we fight to get the Bible back into school? Because we, we put God back into our schools. Doesn't mean we're putting God back number one and then God bless it. Or, honestly, does it not even matter? Hmm. That's a... Uh... That's a good question, Mark. But if we answered it now, I mean, the, pod- done. the podcast would only be 15 minutes long, and this is not Desiring God. So um, nope. I think we need to do a little uh, a little quick stop at the background area. And uh, I, I see you've got a couple notes here. I've on got some notes on the, on on the your background. background. Uh, you want to just go through them really quick, uh, under two minutes. Under two minutes. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Rap- rapid fire. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm just kidding uh, about the two-minute thing. All right, so I'll, I'll start with a quote, and then I'll go into the history of America. And then from there, I think it would well, be give a good, us, good give platform. Us the, yeah, give us the cliff notes. Okay, so uh, the quote from the Christian Science Monitor, um, in two landmark decisions, Engel versus Vitali in June 25th, 1962, and the um, Abington School District versus Skemp on June 17th, I think it's 19, Shemp. Shemp, 1963. So 62 and 63, so like, what was that, 50 years ago? Is that right? More than that. That would be 2013, so we're coming up Dang. on 60 We're coming years. up to 60 years. We're getting old. The Supreme Court declared school-sponsored prayer and Bible readings as unconstitutional. The ruling provoked unprecedented controversy, says Melissa Deckman, affiliated scholar with the Public School Research Institute of Washington, D.C. School boards get so paranoid about dealing with religion that they just said, we shouldn't do any of this at all. And when these rulings came out, um, I was reading a lot that— um, there's a lot of people like Billy Graham who are fighting to get the public school, like get the public school back to where they needed to be. There was articles from like the Christian Post where it's like, hey, about time we got the Bible out of this place. It's becoming secularized. And then mm. you had everyone else in between of just what do we do? Because we're one nation under, under God. God. Right. But now, apparently, well, we don't care about it anymore. I mean, so we go into the thing of uh, you know, I can hear it already. Well, America was founded on on you We're know Christian as, Christ, as Christians right. you know and yes and no there are some christian principles there's actually some things that are even in the constitution that are similar to scripture yep i believe that some people that wrote the constitution and stuff like that we're probably Christians or Puritans or whatever back then. Well, but Christian but, was so influential in society that it was just part of the western mindset well too. but you got to think about it so you had a lot of different people coming over prior to this. You had Puritans. Yep. You had Quakers. Which, which are a had, lot of the pilgrims. You had Roman Catholics. You had Lutherans. So you had a lot of different Christian Groups sects coming over to America to flee. Not right? necessarily, well, I, I mean, it's not just necessarily Protestants. Um, but but it, just because there was, uh, it's like right now, okay, I, I think of Timothy Wesco. Our state representative. Oh, yeah. You're locally. Uh-huh. So um, he's a Christian, and he's in Congress. Now, would I say, well, this nation is a Christian nation because Timothy Wesco's a representative? No, he just happens to be a representative <laughs> no, who is also a believer. A, he's a strong believer who's a representative. Exactly. So right. um, just because there's some principles um, that were founded out of the Bible, and just because there were some people that helped found it that were Christians or whatever— mm-hmm doesn't necessarily think I think make a nation Christian or mm-hmm. not. I think really what it was is because they came from so many different sects all over of of Christianity or Catholicism or what there was even um people that believed, you know, uh had the belief of Islam or uh mm-hmm. so they they were coming coming over at the same time too. And it was the fact that uh wherever they were at, they uh and you got it in the notes here, and I don't mean to steal your note. And thunder. If I do have to say, if we mess something up with the history lesson, our bad. Yeah, but yeah, you know, but so you know, but man, I'm like, oh, the, the, sorry. Anyways, no, I, I, I'm but, getting but, excited. But, but basically, what? But, but the whole idea is the fact of the a lot of the people now we the the the, the conversation of the ethical moral ramifications of populating America, that's not part of this conversation. We're just looking at the pure facts of right. a lot of people who came over 
were trying to have a new place to live where they could practice their and, religion and it wasn't, freely. And it wasn't just religion. It was freedom in general, freedom from taxation. That's the Boston Tea Party. I mean, there was a lot of history just back then. Just, just a new just, chance, a new life. They didn't whatever. want an overruler. It was never about having an overruler. It was, it was always about we the people and the people are in charge. Right. That's what it was about. Because democracy it, is the great, it's the great experiment. Right. Exactly. And so, um, you know, freedom of religion, because a lot of these people came over and whatever country they were part of, they had to have that, whatever that religion was, whatever that, you know, whether it was Catholicism, whether it was, you know, Puritans, whether it was Islam, whatever it was. No, they, matter, no matter what, right. they wanted to provide a place where you could actually practice your religion freely, which is right. the First Amendment to the Constitution. Right, exactly. So you know? I don't think that necessarily makes this nation founded on, you know, it's not a Christian nation based on what it was founded right. on. Right, and there's a lot of great, great resources. Um, he, he's not a believer, but Jordan, Peters, uh, Jordan B. Peterson has a lot of amazing content where how has Christianity actually impacted Western thought and the moralism? Because back in the day, you know, you can still argue, okay, well, there's more, there more of a moral background. Right. Guys, they still own slaves. The moral background still wasn't as amazing as we want actually want to say what it is. But, at the, but still, but what I'm trying to get at the fact of when you have all these different denominations and sects inside of Christianity coming over— what were they f- like fleeing from? They were fleeing from the state church oppression. oppression, oppression, because you couldn't be anything but the Church of England, or you couldn't right. be anything besides Roman Catholic. All over mainland Europe, you couldn't be an Anabaptist. So right. they were literally being killed. Well, and I don't so know. I don't know if people know this, but like in China, there is a Church of China. <laughs> did you know that? There's actually a Church of actually, China. Yeah, I didn't know that. that Think about it. That mm-hmm. that's the only religion that's allowed in China, other than like and they Buddhism control or whatever. It. Yeah, and so if you don't abide by that version of Christianity. Which is the same with allowed. Nazi Germany. There was right. the state-sponsored Lutheran, right? which if you read any of Dietrich Bonhoeffer's work, he absolutely obliterates oh, it. Oh, yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, we're here to say America was not a Bible-believing Christian nation from the get-go. Right. However, there were a lot of... Good principles. There was a lot of it. good principles. There's a lot of Christians inside of the country just Correct. because of the way... People fled Europe to come over here to to North America, so yeah. it kind of tick for tack. It just kind of happened, mm-hmm. and I don't know the full history. Maybe maybe someone can enlighten us on this of the fact of okay, so what happened between you know the 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 late sixteen hundreds, seventeen hundreds, eighteen hundreds into nineteen sixty? Where what was all happening with the Bible in this time? Because obviously, as America grew, the freedom grew, so therefore Christianity never left the public arena. Well, I mean, we kind of see what happened during that time. I mean— Like if there was the Great Awakening. Yeah, right. The Christianity was on the rise in the country um, and was the predominant um, belief in this country for, for a long time. Uh, and and I'm, I'm not denying that at all. No, no, it's just that's um, a fact. That, that's, that's a, a fact. fact. And so, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, well, um, because we were we were founded on a, uh, on Christian principles that, or we had this big, you know, every, there's big majority of uh, Americans believed in Christianity that, uh, well, we should have, we're just a Christian nation. It's like, mm-hmm. no. And, and we're not trying to bash, I don't think we're trying to bash America or the founding or, you know, we're just as patriotic, I think. As a lot of people, maybe not as crazy. I'm very thankful to live in the Heck United yeah. States. I mean, Heck I got yeah. my Team USA soccer jerseys back home that I wear all I mean, the time. I, I so. got all. I got my. I got my American flag flip flops. Well, mean, up until America. up until I had my Notre Dame keychain, I had a Team USA keychain on. Right. Yeah. You know? And and so we're not so trying. I'm very to, thankful that I live here. I, I don't know? want people to think that we're like, oh, they're like anti-America. They're, that's not what we're saying at all. We're just literally trying to give a quick history lesson and some facts. Right. Um, and then that kind of brings us into. The conversation. Right. And I think this will be good to actually read as we go into the conversation, too, a little bit. So I, I mentioned the First Amendment to the Constitution, but let's just read it so that way if people are maybe a little bit unfamiliar, it's been a little bit, you know, homeboy's been out of school for 40 years, something like that. So um, this is the First Amendment to the Constitution. This is tried and true just straight out of it. This was no interpretation. Right. It just says Congress shall make what you know it's shall. So, So Congress shall make... No law respecting an establishment of religion. We'll, we'll come back to that. Or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, which that's another part of it. Or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right to uh, people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. So America, 
right here from the founding, they provided a place where people could worship whatever God they wanted to freely. And at the same time, the state, country, nation could not say this is the national religion of right. America. Because this is what they came out of. Because England was Church of England. Right. And then, you know, Italy, Rome. Church of Norway. And then Germany <laughs> was Lutheran, which there really isn't. There's a Norwegian church. Right. And so each one of these little groups had their own, Because uh, I, I should say this, and this is why Anabaptists, I, I love the Anabaptist history. When they chose to rebaptize themselves as adults, they actually were committing treason against not just the church, but the state. Because mm-hmm. if you were a member of the church, that was your membership to the state because they were literally one and the same. Right. So when you're baptized as a baby, you're baptized into the church and into the state. So that was a statement that they say, we're not part of that. And when people came to America, they're like, we ain't doing that. Right. This is a place where th- this is where the American dream came from. You can be whatever you want to be, whoever you want to be, worship whoever you want. You just have to make sure you live within the framework of a better society. Right. That, that, that was the goal of the Madam Secretary always says the great experiment of democracy. Right. So, so that's the setup, and that's I think the conversation so, is going to revolve around that idea of Congress should make no law respecting an establishment or prohibiting. I think that's where the so. But what does that mean is, you know? as a what does that mean as a Christian? You know, okay, we're, we're called to. Uh, well, <laughs> I thought this was a common belief, but then I found out it's not. Uh, that we're called to go and and take the gospel and the good news to all nations, and then I found somebody that doesn't believe that that they think that no, oh, that's only certain people and. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. What? That's a different conversation. But uh, I'm confused, guys. <laughs> um, I, I thought that was the Great Commission, but they believed that that was only to the disciples. So that was just Jesus speaking to them guys, and that was it. Which he did. Whatever. Okay. okay. But anyways, okay. regardless, past that point. Um, now I forgot where I was going with it. <laughs> I, I distracted you. Uh, you're like, wait, what? Um, so um, what does it mean to us as Christians knowing that um, we're supposed to take the gospel and the good news, and um, depending on whether you're, you know, a millennialist or anything like that, you, I mean, um, you may believe that uh, you need to take the gospel in order to, bring, you know, bring the reign of Christ back before Christ mm. will come back. You have to overtake, and so, uh, and that's the, true. And, and the process of God and the Bible and prayer back in schools is this just a way that we as Christians are supposed to go out and to. Um, conquer the world in the name of Christ. And that exposes people to the gospel, which as Christians, we believe is the answer to life. Right. Like, I mean, there's no question at all. I don't think, I think you would agree with me on this statement. I had a weird little voice squeak. That was interesting. If you heard that, yeah, it was a little squeak. (laughs) We're not saying that we're not supposed to go out and and tell people about our faith and tell people about Jesus. And we want people to be exposed to it. Heck yeah. But I think the question is, is, is it morally justifiable to A, take it out of schools but is it also just to, i should say is was it correct to even be in the public school at all so <laughs> like what should it have even been there in the first place i'm ready to go <laughs> all right give it to me boss give it to me so from the state i'm taking a sip from the stance of the founding fathers okay i do not believe it is legally right that Bible and prayer reading was required to be in school. Really? Okay. Because that would infringe on other religions. Okay. From a strictly... Expound, expound on ex, that From a, a strictly political aspect. That's true. Yep. Because if I'm saying, yeah, we're going to read the whole, the King James Holy Bible, um, what about the Muslims that want to read the Quran? Read the Quran. And don't believe in the Holy Bible, the King James. Or the Buddhist who wants to read... Whatever. I don't know what they read. Or the people like Gandhi, who's into Hinduism. I mean, I mean, I mean they all have these religious texts that are, are sacred right. to them. <clears throat> right. And so... And even inside of the... I wouldn't call them Christians, but you've got your witnesses. You have so many different groups. By requiring prayer to the God we believe in mm-hmm. and the reading of the Holy Scriptures, isn't that infringing... Right, we just read the First Amendment. Isn't that right. inf- uh, uh, infringing upon the right of them as to have religious freedom? Uh, should make no law respecting an establishment. So the public school. So so what is the public school system? It's an establishment. And, and let's even say the colleges, right? So let's, let's just lump the it's colleges. A, in it's there. an it's, establishment it's, where people send their kids to learn. To 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 learn to now this is an inter- funded, another interesting conversation. Funded by but the funded by the state, the government, by the taxpayers, right? Who pay the state and the state funds this? So let's just say okay. Here here's a interesting thought. So let's say we're down south, right? Bible Belt, big time. 
you know, the higher the hair, the closer to Jesus type towns, you know? Kicking up gold dust on if, Hallelujah Avenue. Right next to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so, but with these countries, not countries, with these cities, though, that are so heavily Christian and have these big Christian backgrounds, I'm, I'm thinking specifically of the South. Like, and I think some of this is a little foreign to at least me because I've always been a Northerner. Right. I grew up right side of Chicago, but I'm also now living in a very heavy Catholic area as well. I don't know what it's like living in the Bible Belt. I've, I talked with Scott. I talked I with Sosha. I talked with Beth, and apparently it's a whole different world. Technically, kind of, we're still kind of considered the Bible Belt up here in, in Northern Indiana. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, we got a lot of churches, but they ain't doing a whole lot. Yeah, because we got Moody right about an hour from here. That's true. We got Moody in Chicago, right? So we're technically it kind of goes, it comes down, and then it kind of goes up to us. And then, really? Yeah. Te- okay. Technically. Well, I, 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 I so I've learned go. something new. Fun I'm speechless. Fact with Fuller. <laughs> Do you? Oh shoot! But, Anyways, but either way, you know, maybe, maybe it's something that, that that we don't understand. But I'm thinking those smaller country or smaller countries, those smaller towns, cities, villages, whatever you want to call them, who are very heavily Christians, whether or not they are or not. Right. Would it not be okay for those schools? Because that's what everybody wants down there, and that's the biggest fight. I think a lot of this it's big fight still, is in the south. It's not in the north. It's still funded though. By the state, and so if there's one person who's paying taxes, who's paying taxes, not attending the school, but is paying taxes that does not believe in that religion, it's an infringement on their right. Right. It's using their taxpayer dollars. And but, this is but again, couldn't people just walk out if they don't like it, like the American flag stuff. How are you going to walk out of paying taxes? No, 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 no. I mean, like, like you know, hey, we're going to have a prayer. If you don't want it, you can. It's not about the who's in the school. It's about who's paying for it. It's infringing upon the rights. They are paying money to take care of things, and that money is being used against something that they don't believe. So here's on the flip side then, because here's something we it's think just, about. Well, it's just like this. Would you want your tax money funding the religion of, uh, of Islam? Not at all. Would you be upset about that? Uh-huh. So put yourself in their shoes. Right. They're going to be upset about it. So, and according to the First Amendment, we're not supposed to infringe on other people's religions, right? Right. Now, so does that mean, is is this why so many, and, and I don't see a lot of us, uh, our generation, so a lot of the older generation, is this why some people are fighting for it to be a Christian nation? Because if you can define America as Christian, therefore well, you are putting yourself at a nation that's Christian. Let's keep that off to the side for okay, a second. Okay, okay, okay. Because we got to keep beliefs and wants separate from constitution. Okay. All right, so we're talking strictly because as Americans, we are we are underneath no, the rule. No law. other country did you ever have prayer or Bible reading in school. You just didn't. Not not to the extent that we had it here. Should I say? I should okay. I should context it. With but that. some of those, you know, the state and the towns were one. Correct, yeah. correct. But, but it's also a different world too. Right, you know? exactly. A whole different but, world. So this is this is a very this was a very blessed um, country. But putting putting my beliefs and my wants aside and looking strictly at what the Constitution says, what the First Amendment says, it was an infringement upon the rights of those who did not believe the same. Mm-hmm. Now, you could say, well, Chris, they had the right not to put their kids in school. <laughs> You're right, they did, but they still had to pay taxes. But the taxes, right. That's what it is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the private schools, right? So we right. have private Christian schools. We have private Lutheran schools, private right. Catholic schools. We have private, like, we have even Sikhism schools. Like, right. we have different schools. Obviously, I can't infringe what I believe upon a Catholic right. high school because but I don't have to go there if I don't want to. Then coming back as a Christian, right? Right. Okay, bringing that back in yeah, bring it a back. little bit. Bring it back. So as a Christian, I don't believe a lot of the things that are being taught in the public school now. So I take issue, which is why we have state representatives you should call. Mm-hmm. But I, I take issue with um, sex education for grade schoolers. Mm-hmm. I take issue with that. I take issue with... Um, teaching of LBGTQ plus history in schools. I, I take issue with that because it infringes on my religion, my belief, right? So what's good for the goose is good for the gander. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So though we did wrong, though they got it wrong, I, I shouldn't say we, but though they did wrong by infringing on others' rights when they had prayer and Bible reading in public school, they're now infringing on my rights by supporting things that I don't support. So see here. And this draws me into the conclusion of why are we sending kids to public school? (laughs) (laughs) And now we know Fuller's thoughts on this one. So my thoughts are um, you want your kid to know scripture. You want your kid to know the Lord. You should probably teach your kid. Mm -hmm. It's the way I feel about it. That way you can, like me, I can know what my kids are learning. 
right? And they have great curriculums out there that, hey, all you got to do is read through the curriculum and go, yep, I agree with this, and hand it to them and read straight out of the book. Mm-hmm. They've already done all the work. They've done the lesson plan, and they've done all that stuff for you. Um, you just have to sit there and go through it with them and make sure it gets done properly and hmm. keep records and all that stuff. It's called homeschooling, and it's actually been around before since before public schools. <laughs> and I do want to say this because I know, because Beth is homeschooling the girls right now. Right. I mean, homeschooling ain't for everybody. She'll, she, she'd tell you that. But that's <laughs> but this is where the community of believers are supposed to come around each other and help, right. too. Right, And I know some homeschool families here in Southside where – they get together and they, they create these co-ops where it's like, hey, I, I'm not really good in this area, but I know you are. So let's I just suck at math, this. but I'm good at writing. So, okay, hey, well, let's help out. You teach math and I'll teach writing. Or there's great Christian schools. Like we just visited another right. one and we're, we're planning on sending our kids to one of the local Christian and, schools. And it's the same you know? thing, right? So homeschool, great. Some people want to just do homeschool. They got the patience for it. They, want, they, they like the curriculum. Right. Some people have the um, opportunity to be able to afford a private school. Not everybody has that opportunity, but some people have that opportunity. They can afford a private school, and they agree with the foundations and the fundamentals that are being taught there to their children, so they can send them that way. That that's a choice. But I also that you do want to say, sending your kid to the public school is not setting them up to not follow Jesus. No, not at all. Because not at all. And I, I I hope I didn't come across. No, that no, way. you're not. Okay. I just want to make sure. And I don't think you are. Okay. But like I know some people who. Um, like we, we've had some friend of ours where they're like, look, we legit can't afford to send our kid. We, right. we would love to send to school, but we, we can't, can't, we can't send them to school and we both work a job and we can't homeschool. We, we don't have right. that kind of and, time. And, 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 you know, that's where grace kicks in. And there's, there's been a lot of teenagers that have come through my student ministry who love Jesus, follow Jesus, and they're in public schools. But and there's a lot of cool opportunities there, there too. There's a, there's a difference though, because their main education of language, math, history is at a public school, but they're their beliefs and their um, take on scripture is being taught by very involved parents. Mm-hmm. So let, let's get into that. So, so I, I do want to get back into the question of, okay, so when we removed prayer in the Bible out of the public schools, did we actually kick God out of the public schools? I want to get back to that later. I want to get back to that. Oh, one. That's, that's a fun. <laughs> I think that's where the rubber meets the road and people need to open their eyes and realize, eh, maybe he's not. Um, but you know, when, when we look at those families who, we, we know some of them. These kids that went to public school, they, like, I'm thinking like, okay, Jagger right now, right? Eli. Eli, Hannah, like, you right. know, Cassidy, these these kids that have gone through the school, the, the Means families, and even some, like our, the current youth minister at church, he sends his kids half-time to the public school and half-time home school, and right. they can play sports there and all these different things. But what is the common factor with these kids that ended up in public schools? It was some of them have a self-determination of, I want to figure out my faith. Some of them have also a very involved church that they're involved with the student ministry and learning from there. But the most important factor, you've already said it. Involved parents. Involved parents who love Jesus and right. want to teach them with that. And, you know, I, I pulled up some Bible verses right here. And that's something that you and I were talking about. I'm, I'm, I, I, I will be transparent right now. I texted you, what, like three hours ago? Something and I'm like, like dude, I finished the show notes, but I ain't feeling good about these because I don't have a lot of Bible in this right now. And you had zero Bible. I had zero. <laughs> like I had, I had concepts that I knew we were going to talk about, but right. I didn't have specific scriptures, and then we, so we got to talk about it. And, you know, we talk about, okay, so should we expect the public school to teach our kids about Jesus? or, or and, and, and does that mean we're shirking our responsibilities as parents, or are we stepping up to raise our parents? Before we jump into the scriptures, I do okay. want to add something, though, to what you just said. Okay. And that is um, you have to be careful as a parent as to not go, well, I'm sending my, my Christian kid to school because we're supposed to be a witness for Jesus. As a missionary. Yeah. They're not missionaries. You cannot send, I mean, they, they can be missionaries, but that shouldn't be the we primary way of, about that of sending in an them. episode long. I don't remember which one it was. It was Maybe the early teens days. Because that was one of the conversations we actually had before we even started the podcast. That's one right. reason why we wanted it. We were talking about the whole idea of basic training right? and how you got Marines and army guys who it's not like, okay, your training is to go into the field and right. learn. Right. But you have to re- actually it, train to learn how to use the weapons. And here's the real life situations. And now we launch. Right. That. And that, and that was the purpose of the church. But if you're a parent sending your kid to public school, because you're sending them to be a missionary, uh, you can expect probably failure mm-hmm. because they're a teenager or they're a grade schooler or they're a high schooler that, uh, maybe still trying to figure out their own faith for themselves, uh, and they're not equipped yet to to deal with that. Or that maybe they are equipped. I'm not trying to throw a blanket statement on anybody. And there's a lot of cool ministries in public schools to be of a part co- of. Of course, but um, we shouldn't send our kids to schools with the sole purpose of well, they're being missionaries. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't, I don't see that. I, I see that we're throwing them into a, a firefight and they don't even know how to shoot a gun. Hmm. Like to me, it's like, <laughs> let's, let's continue to work this. Yeah. You did a wanna, but that was just, that was le- learning how to make your bed and, right. and like polish your boots. And I think there's also a couple different styles of parenting where there's the, um, bubble parent where they're Christian schooled, homeschooled, but they're not prepared to even enter into the real world because they haven't even had the real conversations. But then there's the other ones where it's like, this is how the world thinks. Let's talk about it. So again, but see, I believe that that's a big, huge misnomature of of a lot of homeschoolers. Okay, because when I grew up homeschooled, and every homeschooler I've met and every homeschooler I've talked to actually functions better talking to adults than what the average teenager going to a Christian school or public school does. They actually function and are more mature. Most of them, I'm not saying all, but most. No, of them I'm, I'm thinking be- through the ones that function I function better in society than those coming out of Christian or private or private or public school. Hmm. They actually function better because they've been interacting with adults because that's who their parents are around. That's They did those types of things. Those, their parents knew exactly what to prepare them for for a certain type of life and stuff. I mean, so, I, you know, there are very few. There's There are a few homeschoolers probably out there that are in this bubble that have never had the tough conversations. But normally those are the ones where the churches also intentionally bubble everything. The very conservative Baptist churches where we don't talk to outsiders. We don't talk to Christians. Uh, Again, I I look at the West Coast. The West Coast were that. The West Coast were in that tight-knit Christian community. Sorry, West Coast. But but they were also involved in the community stuff too, though. Not early on they weren't, though. They were in a bubble. I mean, the kids wore polo shirts tucked into khaki pants everywhere they went. They Mm. never got out of their their hair. They never grew a beard. Their hair never got so long. This is the way they grew up. And I look at, um, I can't remember his name. He passed away. Um, He was a missionary. uh, Yeah. The the oldest Wesco. Mm -hmm. And then I look at Timothy Wesco, who was a state representative and doing very well as a state representative. And then the other one, Jonathan, who's killing it as a business. uh, He's bringing it. These guys are the smart guys. Like to me, I mean, so, so just to go, well, they're, they're awkward. Well, the awkwardness doesn't necessarily make sheltered. Mm. Awkwardness sometimes makes smarter because mm. they're awkward because they're ahead of the, their peers. Yep. And that's why they seem awkward. Then, you know, and that's where it comes with good parents of training and teaching. We'll talk about it. And, you know, me as a student minister, obviously I believe in student ministry. Right. That's where I, you know, how I fueled the student ministry was we're going to have these conversations because we're going to teach you how to think about these issues and how to talk about them because you're going to face them. Right. You know, but, you know, going back to the scripture, you know, we have, I only brought three, but there's yeah. plenty of scriptures where, what is the purpose of the parent is to train them up in the way they should go. You brought five. Oh, I see parents. Okay, I got you. Never mind. I'm wrong. <laughs> I saw I overall. five total. Yeah, but. three on this aspect. Yes, go but ahead. Yeah, definitely. So you, you got Proverbs 22, 6, which we talked about this with uh, with Ryan Cotney. With direct your children on the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 7 says, These words I am commanding you today must be kept in mind, and you must teach them to your children and speak to them as you sit in your house and as you walk on the road, as you lie down, and as you get up. Now, these were the this was the law. Deuteronomy, Moses. Ooh, coffee burp. That was kind of gross. Um, <laughs> but so, but basically it was like, I'm giving this to you, and now it's your job, parents, fathers, mothers, as you're doing life, teach your kids these things. Train them up. Ephesians 6, 1 through 4. Now, we focus on the first verse a lot, but not the the last ones. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Yeah, you know, we focus on that one a lot as parents because that's nice. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, now here's the biggest one, do not provoke your children to anger. In other words, don't cause them to become angry, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. You know, a lot of times we believe that the church is supposed to raise Christian kids and maybe schools. We, we just go, oh, you know what? I'm just going to toss them into Christian school and a church and they'll teach you about Jesus. And then when you're with me, eh, we'll figure out things that we'll play baseball. We'll play football. We'll get you enrolled in extracurriculars. But right. what is what's the role of the parent? The, the, the key disciple maker for children are the parents. They should know more about God from you than from anybody else, from a, any pastor. And kids are, you know, kids are watching, you know, the kids pick up a thousand times more what they see than what they hear. Right. And if they don't see you living for Jesus, they don't see you interacting with those on the outside. If they don't see you loving their neighbor, what do you think they're going to do? You know, there's a, there's a Haitian proverb. It's, uh, I'm trying to remember the exact quote, but basically it was like the tiger produces children that are tigers. 
And basically, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, tigers have babies that are tigers, but it's like, no, 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 no. What it means is if you are a mean, vicious person, what do you think your kids might end up right. being? And it's because they're picking up more of what they see than what they hear. Right. And for us followers of Jesus, if we're trying to live as followers of Jesus, now we're not going to be perfect. I'm just going to screw up. I've, I've apologized to my kids this past, you know, many times this past week where I'm like, it's you know like what? Many times. I'm like, you know what? I was wrong. <laughs> I made a mistake. You know, you, you, for, forgive me Mark, for that. How many times was it really? Um, <laughs> we'll ask Beth later on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but even to my two year olds, you right. know, like I'm like, hey, you know, when, when you did that, Wait, I'm. You all heard correctly. Two year olds. I have three, three. two year olds. <laughs> you know, one of them, you know, my response is not predicated upon what they do. Right. But I had to apologize. Like, I let my anger get out of control. Um, now, you can't go around and destroy things and beat, beat up your sister. Like, you, you can't do that. But I am sorry for how I reacted to the situation. Sorry. Because your boy was ticked off. Really quick. Have you seen the commercial where <laughs> I know. It's like it's like the guy and the people keep walking up to him like, you can't do that. And he smacks him and he's like smacking people left and right. I'll show you later. Anyways, if, if you listeners know what I'm talking about. What's the purpose they're at, of this? They're, they're at, it's a commercial and they're at like a barbecue and like this is it kid, a Snickers th- commercial? Th- this kid, I don't remember what it was. It was this kid does something, and he smacks a kid, and this guy's like, hey, you can't do that. And he starts walking up. The guy smacks him, and he goes flying, and then another person, he smacks them, and they go flying. And it's just like, uh, it's hilarious. Hilarious. Wrong, but funny. <laughs> but when you said, your boy lost his anger several times on my two years. You picture me going, psh, that's psh, exactly psh, like, smack, yeah, smack. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Flinging people at the barbecue. I'm, I'm flinging more than burgers at the barbecue. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to find that one. It was you are going to have to find that one. Anyways. But at, at the end of the day, you know, oh, we are supposed to be the Christian witness for, right. uh, yeah, at the end of the day, I say that a lot. <laughs> um, we're supposed to be the Christian witness and the primary disciple maker. Um, and, you know, even thinking of going back to the public school, you know, what's our role as Christians? And, and, we, you mentioned like we can't send our kids in to be missionaries, but at the same, we, we differ a little bit with that with certain ages. I, I, I know that we, we differ, differ a little bit with that one. But at the end of the day, going back to what you said at the very beginning of the podcast, right. Jesus tells us to be his witnesses until he comes back. Because, you know, in Acts 1, right before Jesus sends to heaven, the disciples gather around and it's like, yo, um, um, is this the time? Like, is, it, is he going down right now? Are you setting up the kingdom right now? Like, that's literally what they said. They said, Lord, right are you going to, at this time, are you are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel? In other words, what the disciples were saying would say, we thought you were going to do it the first time, but then you died, and that's kind of sucked. But so you're not, again, it's, it's got to awesome. be now. It's so got to be now. Are, are we going, I mean, they were literally ready to go in banshee mode right. and kick some Romans' butt. And what, what did Jesus say? He said to them, it's not for you to know the time or the dates or the seasons. The Father has set them by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. And this is where we read it. Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to all the ends of the earth. After this, he said this, he was just taken up from their very eyes, and a cloud hid them from their sight. So could you imagine this being told, yo, Jesus, we going to go get him? Like, we got our swords. He's like, nope, deuces. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking Shrek. We got our swords and pitchforks. Let's go get him. And Jesus is like, nah, peace. And he's like, he's like what? wait, what? What What does happen? Hey, don't worry. My friend's coming. See you later. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Right. But, you know, Jesus hasn't so come back. So what are we called to do? We're called to be his witnesses. Well, you know, unless you're the people that think that that was just to the disciples. Yeah, that's 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 ridiculous. <laughs> but you know, but thinking of how the world's supposed to respond, because we think, okay, so the public school, okay, cool. You know, we're supposed to be God's witnesses. We're supposed to train up our people. But what does that have to do with not wanting prayer and Bible in the public schools? You know, but right. we've read this so many times, John 15, where it says, if the world's going to hate you, or that the world hates me for no reason, it's going to hate you too. Right. You know, I think something that we have been so blessed with as American Christians, but not just even as American Christians, but those countries where Christianity was the quote-unquote official religion of the empire since Constantine. Um, we see been, how that worked out. <laughs> yeah, not so good. That That's just fact that you can have the, the, the main religion of the entire empire be the Bible, and you still go and do the crusades and rape and kill and plumage and pillage and, and, plunder it's, just and not, it's just not good. Drink up me, Artie's Yo-Ho. Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, a pirate's life for me. Just watch, like, I mean, it's not real, the Da Vinci Code. Um, I've never seen it. It's 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 like a weird religious spin on National yes. Treasure. Yeah, I but I'm it. thinking, what what was that show that you and I both watched a lot on Netflix about the 
the the the um ah the night nightfall nightfall that was a boss tv that show was, dude i mean it was gory but it was cool but they literally believed that they were bringing god's will to they earth thought they were via the, the sword the instrument of vengeance of the lord literally that's what they believe of we are gonna we are gonna kill these infidels to the glory of jesus right like that's really what they thought <laughs> they dipped their swords in holy water and everything they did. Like, it was <laughs> and it was like a and, and to for them to become an actual knight was a religious ceremony because yeah. now they are God's warriors. Right. So you can just prove commissioned by the, the church. The, the, the church and the Bible could be at the center of your belief system, but you can still be so screwed up. For some reason, I think that they only got up to the scripture where Peter cut off the ear of the servant and they stopped there. They're like, we there we go. That. We want that one. Crusade. Let's get it. And, and so that can prove that the Bible can be in the middle of anything and you're still right. completely off base. Um, but, you know, going back to this whole idea, the at fact the end of, of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, um, <laughs> at the end of tomorrow, um, uh, there's a book called The Naked I Anabaptist. You. I love you too, bro. <laughs> um, there's a book called The Naked Anabaptist, and it's, it, it peels back the, the, the history of the Anabaptist right. world, not in America. They're like, this is, this is really funny. Cause when we think of Anabaptists, we think of like the weird, like the Amish and the Mennonites and That's stuff like I that. That's what I think of. Over there, they're like, nah, the Amish dude, they they are weird, removed step cousin. Like everybody's got the crazy aunt in their family. They're the crazy, which I thought was hilarious. Um, so it's written by a Brit. And so he was talking about how when Christianity becomes at the center of civilization, Jesus pushed to the fringes. But when Christianity is pushed to the fringes, Jesus becomes the middle right. of people's lives. Right. And which I thought was a very and he he broke down the study of here's the truth. The more it became centralized, the more Jesus got pushed to the edge and more money became in control and, right. and religion of power and abuse and all these different things. So basically what I'm trying to say in that is the fact of, is it maybe a good sign that the Bible is and prayer is being quote unquote kicked out of the public schools, which I do want to say it's not, it's not being kicked out of the public schools, but in terms of state mandated prayers and state mandated Bible readings and state mandated 10 commandments being read. I mean, I could tell you, you know, I went to a co Southwestern Michigan college, right? right. Non-Christian, very public schoolish college. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I went all Christian and, school. So I, I don't know. And we, like we did, we did Bible studies. Like they let us use one of the, like we, we reserved one of the classrooms that wasn't in use and did Bible studies right there and they let us IUSB, do it. So. They, I mean, Jagger does it all the time, just in the open. Yeah, I mean, so to say that it's been removed, yes, like you said, it's been removed as a mandate, but it's not removed. Now, uh, to, to, I guess for me, my final thought, my final thought is that we always obey the higher authority. So we are called to be ambassadors, right? We're called to shine our light before men that they see our good works and glorify the father in heaven that aka not looking at us but reflecting to god mm -hmm. I've, I've been saying this for two years now um so that is our first and foremost mandate um i think that um as an american back to that political i, I don't think christians have a, a leg to stand on but as a christian i would say never ever stop proclaiming the name of jesus at any cost. If they say it's outlawed here in school, you preach the name of Jesus. If they say it's outlawed in this town, you preach the name of Jesus. If they say it's outlawed in the state, you preach the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. You preach the name of Jesus regardless because that's our mandate. We are called to be the light unto the world, the salt of the earth. And so that's the mandate that we must live by. And that's where I'll leave it. That's, I like that's it. my final thought. You know, uh, this whole question of kicking God out of the public schools, um, I was reading an article today, and it said that um, we just think they could got, got out of public schools, but in reality, he's showing up more than ever. Because right now, we got uh, CE at the poll, which happens all over the all over America, and that started in Texas. We have so many different Christian groups, like we have FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. We have Crew. We have um, uh, Penn has a very specific one called Salt and Light. They've got Pilot. Um, there's 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 all these Christian based groups, and I, I'm actually like legitimately reading through the rules right here because the Supreme Court had a ruling back in 2006, where it's, hey, you can have any group meet. Now, I've seen Christians where it's like, oh, no, there's a LGBT-friendly group coming into the to the school. What, what, should I fight that? And the answer is no, because every public school has the right to have. There's a, there's a stand for righteousness, right? right? And this is where you have to decide whether it is, whether it is obeying the laws of man or obeying the laws of God. The laws of men said that anybody can meet. The laws of God say what? Be a light.
Right. So what's going to be the best light? Is it going to be me standing there protesting with a sign saying, God hates you, you're going to hell? Right, but, but, if, you're, but if you want a, a school or a student-sponsored group to be shut down, why should you want them to be shut down? Because they can turn around and shut you down, too. You know, well, like That's th- kind of the, 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 that's the freedom exercise thereof. Um, right. But, you know, the, the, the flat out, the school has said, hey, you can have your Bible out or whatever holy text you want as long as you're done with the school. Like, as long as you're done with your work and you got free time or study hall, you can read your Bible during that. I had kids who would read their Bibles in study halls for their devotions. Um, as long as something was student-led, you had to have, a, a you know, obviously a adult to make sure, th- you know, it wasn't like, hey, we're going to have a Bible study, but in reality, there's a whole, like, you know, it's something different. Um, <laughs> you got to make sure there's accountability in there. Right. But, you know, as long as it's student-run, you can have whatever group you want as long as it's not during school hours. So there's a middle school. I would They have a prayer group that meets before the middle school even starts. Right. Um, there's, you know, groups that meet after after school's all said and done during lunchtime. Um, if if coaches, you know, flat out say, hey, like we're going to bring a chaplain in, which I've always found this interesting too. What, what, how do chaplains work now with sport teams too? Because Mishawaka football, one of their local, one of the local pastors is the chaplain for right. the football team and for the wrestling team. And because of that, that we've had some pretty serious deaths in the last few years in our community with just recently, I don't know if you saw this, the Mishawaka football coaches died, no questions asked. Yeah, you know why? He lives right down the road from my in-laws. I did not realize he lived there. He was cutting down a tree branch and was impaled. Oh, I didn't read I didn't, I didn't read how he died. I just heard it was suddenly. It didn't they didn't say how. It was because we lived on the street wow. and we were there. Yeah. So that's how he died. And and then I know there was another death of a teenager in that community um, about maybe two years ago. And then so because of these things, they're able to walk alongside because people are going, we don't have an answer. Uh, 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 Pastor, you're the only person we know that maybe has one. Can we talk to you about this? And they've seen their church just be able to come alongside and love the snot out of these people because they were just trying to be salt and light. Right Now, do I think that Christians should receive any special privileges in the public school system? I don't think so at all. Yeah. However, should we stand up for our right to have what the government allows? I think, yeah, that's a fair fight. Like if the government comes like, all right, if you're a Christian, you can't have any meetings before or after on school grounds at all, but you let all these other ones do. Right. You let the that's a, that's a justice. Right. But at the same token, I think it's okay for Christians to fight for these Muslim groups that are getting shut down. If there are, I don't know if there are, if there are, because well now you're you're encroaching on religion again. Like, you know, if if we remove ourselves from everything and look at it from a pure political standpoint, which we're getting back to from the very beginning of the episode. Right. The government cannot establish a religion or prohibit. Right. But there's also a, you need to do what you're supposed to do and the time you're supposed to do it. Like if you're at school doing math, you need to be doing math. You ain't need to be doing a Bible study during math class because right. that's time for math. Now, I think this might be a different conversation because we haven't t- got time for it today. But, you know, the problem I do see is that you have these teachers who, because part of our history has a lot to do with the Bible and Christianity. Honestly, I don't think Christianity is getting a fair shake in the public school either. Oh, it's that's not. how it's being described, how the Bible is being described. It's be- being described as the Crusades, and that's the way it's being described as. Exactly. And that's, it. and that's, that's not fair. You know, and, and I don't, and so that's, that's a different conversation for another day, I think. Right. Um, but I've, uh, I, this, this is what my closing thought. There was a big wind up to closing thought. So I was talking with the guy who he was a youth pastor, then became a, uh, school teacher in the public school, started teaching history, social studies. And I flat out asked him, I said, dude, so do you talk about your faith? He goes, well, if someone asked me a question, I am allowed to answer because they asked me the question. Right. So he goes, even if it's in class and someone asks a question, I can explain it. Right. He said, however, though, he goes, whenever we get to the certain part about, okay, here's all the world religions. He goes, because I'm a Christian, I'm allowed to teach religion for, okay, here's what the Muslims believe. And here's the wars they had with the Christians, because here's what they believe and all these different things. He goes, I'm able to give a fair and good shake to the Christians. But he goes, I'm also not trying to throw Judaism under the bus or throw Islam under the bus or Mormonism under the bus. Cause he goes, I lose my job if I do that. However, he's trying to set himself up where he goes, everyone knows I'm a Christian. We invite people to our house all the time just to hang out and eat. People are asking questions about his faith. Why does he do what he does? And he goes, he's, he's like, I've had more opportunity to share my faith as a school teacher. He goes, than I ever did as a youth pastor, right? Flat out. Um, and that's not a slam to youth pastors. That's just the reality of it. So did we kick God out of the public schools? Nah, we didn't kick God out of the public schools. You think we're big enough to kick God out of the public schools? No, like, that's ridiculous. I think the issue we're having is people are trying to hold on to this, like, facade of a Christian nation. We want to go back to the way it used to be, which for 
a lot of Americans, it was not a good thing to go back to the way it used to be. But for a lot of Americans, it was. And those are the people that are crying out that, hey, we want. We're being persecuted now. And and I, I get it. And I, I get it. I understand. I understand things aren't the same. We understand. And but I understand that the world is getting worse. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's because of any mandate in the public school. Now, we can argue and, and dicker back and forth on on that. Um, I do think a lot of it is um, absent-minded parents who aren't really involved. <laughs> that would be my take on it. Mm. Why don't you get involved with your kids? Um, we see in the um, African-American community over the past 50 years that um, fathers have not been as present or prevalent. We see but not even just African American, but just in the 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 the, the poverty stricken areas, right? You know, and then you have, um, you know, l- look at the crisis going on at the border right now, where where parents are just sending their kids across the border mm-hmm. by themselves. I mean, how do you think that's going to affect them? What do you think society is going to look like for them? Hmm. I mean, um, and even go this side. What do we think about the rich? folks where the dad is not present in the home and he's only gone working too. And, and that's where I was you know, that's, that, that's where I was side. going. That's just because ridiculous. It's, it really could be um it really could be anybody could have a different experience um and not have a good life. And then the, I I've been to Mexico where they're poorer than our poorest people here and yet they're the happiest. Hmm. You know, they're having great times and they're like I want to change a thing about my life. And so I don't think it's so much your social status I don't think it's so much your um, your country of origin. I think it's to do with your mindset and your family's mindset. Mm. And how tightly are you holding to God in all your situations? And I actually see, if we look through history, the more the church has been persecuted, the more the church thrives. So if you think we're being persecuted, praise God, because we're going to thrive. <laughs> that seems to be when we shine our best, when we're uncomfortable, when we're not being able to be lackadaisical and we're being persecuted, we've always thrived. So, okay. <laughs> like, if, if you're a true Christian, you're going to stand by it, and Christ is going to show up all the time. He if always does. If you're not your Christian, you're going to sadly, sadly fade. So, um, yeah. Anyways, that was my final, final, final that thought. That was the, the final, <laughs> final thought. But, you know, guys, I mean, I, this is a big I mean, I think it's a big conversation that it just doesn't end because all of us had different paths. We all come from different places, right. different parts of the world. I mean, honestly, the conversation we're having might not even be relevant to some of our listeners who are in South Africa, India, the Europe, Ireland, uh, even Canada with all yeah. these different places. Yeah, I'd be like, what the heck are you guys crying about? Yeah, I would there? love to hear what you guys have thoughts about this conversation, too. So if you're a listener, whether here in America, overseas, seriously send us your thoughts on this one because yeah. I really want to see. I, I want to hear it. I already feel the message board shaking of disagreement, and that's okay. We'll take those messages too, and we'll continue this conversation if you want to have this conversation. You don't have to agree with us all the time. Nope. We don't agree with us all the time. <laughs> I mean, we've we've changed thought mid-episode, mid, mid episode, and it's it's yeah. interesting. But either way, if you, if, if you have a thought about this, seriously, Facebook, Instagram, the easiest way to reach us. You can also text us. You can also send us that email at realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com. Time for Fun Facts with February. <laughs> My dude, did you come prepared with a fun fact to end our episode? No, but I came with a. You know what really grinds my gears? No, I'm just kidding. It is a fun fact. <laughs> what what grind? What grinds your gears? No, 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 no. What grinds your gears, Fuller? I'm curious now. This. What grinds your gears? This. The world wastes about one billion metric tons of food each year. Okay. Food waste is a huge problem. How big, you might ask? About 931 million metric tons. That's how much food that researchers with the United Nations estimate was wasted in 2019, according to the Food Waste Index report in 2021, which surveys 54 countries, finding that the majority of food waste, 61%, comes from homes while restaurants and other food service products, 26% of uh, wasted food, Grocery stores make up just 13% of waste, uh, food waste. So if you need to pick me up, uh, oh, wait, that was the wrong thing. So, yeah. So we waste I'm a lot of food there. here. Right. You know, I was doing. Because the next one is for the next. I actually read that we waste like 
hundreds of thousands of dollars in even like medical supplies too. And that's why medical costs are so high. Well, just throw, think of the vaccine right now. Some of the vaccines have to be super cool and they have to throw away doses every day. And so, you know, it's like, okay. We're just throwing we're, money out the window. We just like to do that kind of stuff. So that's America. Uh, land cool. of the free, home of the. Home of the waste. Home. <laughs> land of the free, home of that's the waste. That's how we end an episode. Or well, land of the free, home of the whopper. <laughs> nah, home of the Big Mac, homie. I'm a Big Mac man. Big Mac. I'm a Big Anyways. Mac man. Anywho, we've had a great time with you guys again tonight. If you were driving to work, driving home from work on a run, whatever you're doing, we are glad that you have us involved with your every, every not everyday life, because that would, that would be hard. Every, every week. Every week. Once a week life. Every month. Every year. I, I, I However often you listen. All I know is our podcast has grown, and it's because of people just like you. So keep listening. Keep sharing. We love having these conversations. We say it every every single episode. Best place to go is realtalkchristianpodcast.com. We'd love to get the blog content up from people Check out just the like merch. us. The merch. We got the hats. We got the mugs. We got the shirts. We got, we we don't have the bags right now because the printer is like, eh, we ain't got that stuff. Well, but, yeah. But you can right. hit us up if you want any type of merch that you're missing, and we will hook you guys up. We're always available for, for messages, text, email, whatever. All that information can be found at realtalkchristianpodcast.com. Fuller, am I missing anything, dude? Uh, the blog. I, I mentioned that real oh, fast. Then, I mentioned then, that real fast. Then, then no. Then we're good? Then, then we're, good? we're good? Should we let these married people go on their way then? Till next time. Take it easy. <laughs>